KSD Radio proudly presents the mistress of sci-fi herself, Vicky Love, with Vicky Love Sci-Fi. So join her and her co-host as she goes and plunders the world of sci-fi, movies, books, and learning. So here she is, the one, the only, the greatest sci-fi hostess ever. Ladies and gentlemen, Vicki Love! And here she is. <laughs> barely, huh? I barely got in under the bell. Oh my goodness. Hi everyone and welcome Stephen and welcome all of you to this episode of Vicky Love Sci-Fi. Stephen and I have been talking about this episode for a long time because we sort of agree on a lot of these points. But I got to say, I thought I had enough time to run out to the pet food store and come back and even eat some lunch, but that none of that happened because there are like a million crazy people on the road and all they're doing is sitting on their phones watching videos instead of driving. So I I almost didn't make it for my own show. Yeah. Don't listen to us when you're on the road unless you're at a place where you don't have to pay attention. Right. Or you could um, uh, turn on the audio and drive. And, you know, back in the old days when we used to listen to the radio, listen to music and drive at the same time, (laughs) you know, that's not impossible. But watching video while you're driving, shame on you. So, anyway, anyway, I'm like, oh, my God, can I need to get home. <laughs> like, uh, I was going to Knoxville with my mom once, Vicki, and I yeah. seen this woman putting on makeup while driving. Yep. In the morning, I see it all, you know, going to work. Rush hour traffic, I see it all the time. It's crazy. How do they not poke their eyes out? Really, seriously. (laughs) God. I don't know. I don't know. People just think that they're um, indestructive. I really believe that. Until, of course, you have a really bad accident. Then when you get hurt, you really... Start thinking about, wow, my body, I could hurt it. You don't think about other people. You just think about yourself, right? That's what all those people out there today were doing. So, anyway. Well, it's the same with everybody having to wear masks again in a lot of states because they don't think about other people. Exactly. Um, My mom and I were about the only people wearing masks today in that big old pet store. About. There were people with children, and the children even had masks on. There were a couple here and there who had masks on. Uh, and, and it didn't matter gender, 
a topic that we're going to talk about. Men as well as women were um, uh, masked or unmasked, and and it didn't matter age and it didn't matter ethnicity. It was just a mixture. Some of us had masks on and some of us didn't, and that's the way it was. Yeah. <laughs> and, <sighs> okay, so here's the here's. Here's the thing that, that Stephen and I have been talking about all summer uh, is that, um, and neither one of us, and Stephen is going to say it too, and we're going to say it over and over again, Not neither one of us is against people being who they are. In real life, if you don't feel comfortable with who you are, you are allowed to change yourself into whatever it is that makes you comfortable in your own skin. Neither one of us are against that. We are totally for freedom, gender freedom, whatever. That is not what this show is about. You know, in real life, we need to come to understand that biology screws up many, many times. And sometimes people are born into the wrong skin. And and that's just the way it is. And we need to be more diverse in our thinking when it comes to real life. But what's bothering Stephen and I and a lot of other people is this whole thing of changing the gender of a character to be politically correct. This is happening on all kinds of different um, stories, either that are going to be put onto television in in episodic shows or in film. And our number one film is the one that um, uh, Stephen, such a great picture too, put on today's podcast. And that is the the newest rendition of the book story series of books, Dune. Right, Stephen? Yeah. I mean, even in the David Lynch version of the movie, well, I have never seen Dr. King's really represented it good. You had to get the extended cut of Dune to even get the line Johnny lost her father today. Yuns have both lost fathers. Right, right. See, when an author sits down to write a story, they choose people's gender, and they and and story characters. What people forget is that story characters are symbols. Symbolism. You cannot, you know, there's all that talk. Oh, that character is three-dimensional. Oh, that character is two-dimensional. You need some backstory, blah, blah, blah. Okay, here's the thing. When people are talking that way, they're, very, they're skirting on the edge of forgetting that characters are fictional and they serve the purpose of the story. They're not real. They're not human beings. So when we talk about Dr. Kynes, that's the first one that we're going to talk about in uh, Dune. 
Dr. Kynes, he is the um, father of one of the main characters, and his death is very important to the story. And I'm going to let Stephen talk about that first. But the thing is, in the new Dune, they had to be politically correct and change some genders. And so they decided to change Dr. Kynes to a female, which means this main character didn't lose a father, lost a mother instead. And you all know who are human beings out there listening to us that losing a father is different than losing a mother. So there's differences here that they erased by doing this. So, Stephen, well, you, you, you talk about it. The relationship between Chadi and Paul really barrel rolls at a very freaking quick rate. And he used that as sort of shorthand. He's like, how can I bond them quickly? Okay, they will both lose their father at the hands of the Harkonnens. Instant bond right there. And right. Dr. Keynes was the way to get in with the Fremen that Paul's father seen because he had gone native. And that's a detail that's really missing from the David Lynch version, unless you see the ex, the longer cut. Right. Or if you read the story, um, when you're reading the, um, you know, the novel, it's Chani's father. And it's very well established that the author was taking this into a certain story arc, meaning that Paul Atreides, who comes from a completely different world, a water world in Dune, uh, he comes from a water world and he falls in love with this woman, a uh, young woman from the desert world. And so they don't have anything really in common but the one thing that they do have in common soon after they meet is that both of them have lost their father. And their father is like their guiding star in their lives, in their young lives, because they're both very young adults, okay? So when you change Chani's father into Chani's mother, you rip apart the author's original intention. And now, why I'm, do I, I'm, we need another strong narrative that where if you just barely read the book, the Benny Gesserit control the political exactly. straits and the birth strains and all that. You don't get stronger than Mother Moheim. You know, it goes down to, um, I, I, it's really hard. I don't want to put down anyone's um, belief, okay? But as an author, if you were to come into my story and change a character's 
excuse me, its character is gender because at the moment in real life it's politically correct to do something like that or a bunch of people are going to jump on board for you doing that. I, as the author, would yank my um, my story away from you if I could. And if I was dead, I'd come back as a ghost and haunt you. Because I, as an author, have decided that this character here is going to be male because. Or over here is going to be female because. Now, if you lack imagination or you don't know the writing process or the creative process, then I guess you just don't understand how important it is in a story when an author creates a character. Yes, here we but are. there is a difference because I want to stress that Vicky's favorite character in sci-fi was written as a man, but then they got an actress who was so good in the role that they changed the sex of the role because the actress was proper for the part. And that's a whole lot different than meeting quotas. Right. Right. And in fact, the screenwriters, everyone agreed that once they they got this actress, and realized that she would be perfect in that role. They rewrote to fit uh, that role. It did, that character did not stay, um, you know, as a man, a woman playing as a man. She came in playing a woman in that role. But it was written for a man at first. That's, there's a difference there. There's a huge difference there because the screenwriters were involved in that. Also, the director was involved in that also. Not taking a man's work, in this case, you know, um, Dune's author, Herbert, taking his work and changing it because today it's politically correct to always have strong women roles, even though Chani herself... Wait, you know what, Stephen? Chani herself is a strong woman role. So does this distract yeah. from Chani's role as a strong woman because they changed her father into a mother strong woman? No. Oh, I do. I think it does. Because Chani has to become a strong woman herself. But if her mom was strong... If I mean, if, if Dr. Kynes was uh, her mother, then she would be emulating her mother as a strong, well, my mother was a strong woman, and I wanted to be just like her. Don't, don't well, you think that just changes the character? Well, strong is the one scene that introduces her, and that's when she nearly takes out Paul. Yes. Yeah, he turns around and boom! There's that knife, maybe one inch from his throat. Yep. And so, so when you start thinking about these things, other than on the surface, when you start going down deeper, 
into, wow, if you ch- it's got ripples. Changing the, the gender of a fictional character has a ripple effect in the story. It's just like throwing a rock in, in, in a pond, a still water pond. These story characters are created for a reason. Now, the story that we created and the feature film that my company is involved in right now, if somebody came in and changed our uh, our leading female character who carries the story to a male, it would not work. This story would not work with that character being a male. And the story would not work if we changed the male lead character into a female. If we switched those two, it wouldn't work. It would The story would get lost because we wrote them to be male in one and female in the other. Yeah. And people forget that Paul's arc is he becomes the first male Benny Jesuit witch doing something that only a woman can do that no man has ever done before. And so there's already written into this story, not just strong women characters, not just um, women in important roles, because just because Paul's mother is a mother, She's also a Benny Jesuit, and she defies her her mentor, and she strikes out on her own path, meaning that she is a strong woman character, affecting the entire story for having a son and not a daughter. So what happens when you put an, another character in there as a strong female role. Now you're, you're, the balance is gone. That's another thing. The balance. The yeah. story is, is not balanced anymore. Because when you look at Dune, Dune is very well balanced in its gender. Except for, you know, Harkonnens are, are definitely all male. There's barely a female in the uh, Harkonnen realm. Barely. I said barely. Yes, but that's because, I don't know why, but David Lynch in his movie cut out the fact that would explain why does Jessica have red hair. Because right. she right. is a Harkonnen cousin. Right, And it shows that they have tried to patch the breach between the two families before and it didn't work out. Right. Right. And so that also goes into not just the Dune story, but into our own human past. Women are always given away as a prize or as a way to mend two kingdoms together. Stop war. If I give you my daughter to marry your son, well, can we stop warring? Women have always been used that way. 
And and Jessica is the one woman who said, no, this is going to stop with me. So why do you want to take away from her by making kinds a, um, a female? I don't know. And the fact that the Baron Harkonnen, yes, I've seen the figures and the pictures, does not have any of the scars that was in the David Lynch version. That is true right. to the novel. That's the Baron Harkonnen makes himself grotesque on purpose. Yeah. Um, not just messing with the uh, the genders is all you when you start messing with the characters, their appearance, you're messing with their arc. You know, the Harkonnens are harsh and selfish and um destructive to anything other than their hedonistic ways. But don't you feel like from what we've seen, we we don't get to see Dune, the new Dune, until October. But definitely, the trailers and the pictures show a kind of glossed over Harkonnen. Why is that? Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I will watch it, but oh yeah, I'll watch it. I, I won't go to a COVID theater though. I'll watch it on my HBO Max. Yeah, I got HBO but here, Max. I'm waiting for Thursday so I can watch uh, the Suicide Squad. Yay! Right, right. Uh, yeah, and I have um, the Disney because of my granddaughters, and I'm uh, I haven't watched it yet. But I'll be watching the new Disney show, and uh, uh, and you know that goes to before we actually. Well, no, this actually speaks to it. You know, um, Scarlett Johansson may have a right to sue Disney, and it's not for what the popular media is out there saying. You know, her movie was supposed to come out two months after the whole lockdown. And they waited, and then they said they were going to release it in November. They said they were going to release it this time, that time. And then they finally released it (laughs) in the movies and on on our streaming service. Disney Plus, yeah. Yeah. But I ain't going to pay $20 to see it. I don't understand. People are like, oh, I'll pay $20 to be it. It's cheaper than going to theaters. Uh, no. At least for your $20, you got some popcorn or something to drink. I, um, I did it, and this is why. I knew that it would cost me 40 bucks to go to the theater. And so 20 bucks, and everyone in my house could see it. So I saw it as uh, a good deal. And, but you have to remember, let's go way back, how they had to fight for, for a Black Widow um, movie because of the gender. The the Disney execs back uh, ten, 10 years ago said, no way, uh, a, a feature film starring Black Widow, that's a woman. There's no way that that will make enough money to be worth it. Let's Remember that. Even a little farther than when the Avengers came out. 
they would not, Marvel and the studio would not put out Black Widow toys, shirts, right. book bags, because who wants to get a woman got boys by this stuff? Right. Well, that's yeah. Okay. So now that seems like we should that should lead all the way up to changing an established character gender from male to female, but different. Black Widow should have had her own movie. She had should have her own toy line. All of that. Well, Male she did, it. it's just because of the screw-up, all the toys came out a year before the movie came out. And what she's suing about is another creative book, creative accounting. That means they don't have to pay her for any of the money they make off of streaming. Which means there's thirty million out there. That's how much it made on streaming. That she don't get a penny of, and her contract says she gets a cut of the profits. Well, I hope the courts um, see it in their way because Disney already has enough money to own the world, and they should. Just because there's a virus out there that a lot of us don't want to catch doesn't mean the actors and the crew and everyone shouldn't be paid for streaming. The whole thing about streaming is if Disney's not paying the actors, then I bet they're not paying anyone else either, and they are making pure profit. Bingo. There's I hate them. going into sci-fi. Uh, all the authors of the Star Wars uh, books that came before Disney, Disney mm-hmm. said because they didn't have profits with them, they don't owe them any book royalties anymore. Right. I have read that, and that is just wrong. That is absolutely just wrong. I, I, I uh, this world is too much for me <laughs> because and, that's just yeah. wrong. <laughs> the, that's because Black Widow was made before the streaming thing, and her lawyers did, and her lawyers and her agent didn't take into account the fact that everything has changed. And the studios are not going to update their contracts until they're forced to, so they can just keep pocketing the cash. Yeah. You know, these are the things that I don't quite understand. The greed, when you have all all the dollar bills you need, and then some, and even more than that, and you can't be just a little bit generous? What is the deal with this greed is good thing? It started in the 80s and it continued. Remember, according to Paramount, Forrest Gump never made a penny. 
No movie has ever made a penny if you go by the studio's bookkeeping. Right, right, right. I was reading that not too long ago. And uh, come on, really? Well, I know that movie theaters, my favorite movie theater, can't even fix its bathrooms because they don't get enough of the profits to keep things running. And so popcorn costs, what, $15? You could buy yourself six months' worth of popcorn for the price of one large popcorn at the movie theater. The thing is is that with so many screens out there and the movie out on so many freaking things, you are... The studios get 100% of the first week's profits. And well, each week the movie plays plays after that, the theater gets more and more. But with your movie on 80 screens, that movie your movie ain't going to have legs. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so do the people who support this whole changing of gender character, um, the gender of established, already written characters, do they understand that the movie studios that okay these things are actually just in it for the greed? They don't care about what you think. They care about the bottom line dollars. So if they can yeah. bring you in because, hey, we're PC this week, and this character has gone from male to female, and uh, that brings you in, do they care, or are you just falling for it? Well, it's gotten to the point where, even us doing the show is going to brand you a racist and a gender hater of women, Vicky. Oh yeah, yeah, I know. I already thought about it, but you know what? I don't. I don't care that um, people are going to say this about me or that about me. When I was younger, I was always part of the women's movement anyway, and so I had so much harassment when I was younger that. Now now the women's movement, whatever they call themselves, they tell me that I'm outdated, and it's just like, what? So, you know, whatever. Whatever you think, yeah. whatever you think. You need but, to test. That's their excuse for anything. If you don't like something, be it gender or whatever, oh, you're just outdated. Catch up with the time. Right, right, right. That's the most shallow thing to ever say because what are the times (laughs) I just I just don't get it I think it's shallow and um, there's no thinking involved in something like that and you know um, color too it's like okay we're having a new Superman series come out okay but it's going to be a black Superman it's going to be a black Batman why Yep. Because they're black. Any other reason? Mm-hmm. No. 
pandering. And the people that can't see that that's pandering from the, the mega corporations, studios that own the entertainment industry, they're pandering to you. And some people will say, well, at least they're doing it. No, because they'll change their minds um, three months from now if something else makes money for them. They don't care. So the thing is, you don't change the character's gender. You find real ways to fight it. That's not a real way. We lived through this in the 70s, folks. We lived through the black exploitation yeah. movement where one day the studios were like, well, we made our money back. We don't need to make black films anymore. We made our money right. off of strong women action films. We don't need to make them anymore because that. They always go back to formula. It's going to be the same. I mean, look how bad Captain Marvel was where they tried to force female empowerment down our throats. Um, there's another gender switch that, uh, that has caused great controversy over the past three, four years. And that's my favorite character, um, Doctor Who. And, I mean, they're still fighting. You can still see all kinds of fighting in the, um, in, in, on Doctor Who Facebook pages, Doctor Who Twitter, just Doctor Who in general, BBC, all that stuff. You can, there's still fighting going on. And the thing is, I wasn't looking forward to Doctor Who becoming a female. I was not. I'm sorry. Um if you're a real Doctor Who fan, then you know that women are time lords also because you go back to classic Doctor Who and there are companions of Doctor Who that are female time lords. So when somebody says it's about time a time lord was a female, excuse me, excuse me. There are female time lords. You just don't want to look deep enough. You don't want to get out of the shallow end and get into the deep end. We didn't need our Doctor Who to change from male to female. We could have had, if they were more creative, they could have made a companion. No, no. That was, listen, Princess is out of her bed. I hear that. That's Princess, right? Yeah. So here we go with the Doctor Who. And I I have to say, I think the show is inferior to the other reboot shows. I think they were trying uh, too hard. Yeah, Peter Capaldi said that. He said that he quit because showrunners are trying too hard to make Mm -hmm. it Doctor Who. Right. They're trying too hard. If If you just continue with the character as it is and has always been, you can write a million stories around that character and you can bring in, tell me that Rose Tyler was not 
a, a strong female character. Tell me that Donna was not a strong female character. All of the companions of the reboot have all been strong female characters. Yeah, Go look back. at uh, Rose. She, the actress who played her, was in Gunpowder Milkshake, and that was a pretty good flick right now. Right. Right. The, the, I understand the desire to want to break the patriarchal um, hold that we have over women. I've been fighting it my whole life. I understand that. But it's not, you can't fight it and you can't change things because you take a fictional character and change their gender. You just can't. And I'm not going to say that that, um, Missy as changing um, the master's gender to Missy wasn't brilliant because that whole thing worked out perfectly. But then they moved it over to our doctor and it failed. And it didn't do anything about society. Right. People don't realize there's always four things. Right actor, time, right, right yep. role, yep. right yep. script. Timing. Timing has everything to do with everything. Yeah. Like uh, most people are still shocked today when they learned that Ripley from Alien, that's who we mentioned earlier, yes. was written as a man at first. Yes. Yeah. I know I was when I first um real uh I I don't remember if I read it or if I saw it on a on a some kind of documentary or something but I think I read it in an article and I was trying to imagine Ripley as a male and that, that it just didn't work for me my imagination couldn't go there could not go there because um uh, Sigourney Weaver did such a great job as that character that it didn't matter that she was female. She It mattered that she was intelligent. She really, I mean, they joked about her being a female within the, the script, within the story. But we always joke about each other all the time. That's another thing that's being lost is you can't go, oh, that's because you're male. Oh, that's because you're female and make a joke. You can't do that anymore. I mean, everything's so bland now. Yeah. Well, look at uh, Blade Runner and Joanna Cassidy's character. Right. She's only in the movie 10 minutes and she just beats the holy crap out of Deckard. Yep. And her character, because she's the right actress in that that role right there, she brings this understanding. The the moment is pivotal, totally pivotal. When um Deckard actually realizes what he does, it's at that moment. She's so desperately trying to have another bit of life, one more breath, one more breath, and he takes it from her. And at that moment, if 
if it was male shooting male, you wouldn't have got that. You would not have got that moment. But hey, you know what? Make everything politically correct. Yeah, I mean, yeah, it went from one, in about three seconds of her being this escape robot to Deckard shooting her in the back, and the whole scene acts looks like a murder. Yes, yes, and that's when he starts to actually, it starts cracking into his mind, into his being of what he's really doing. And he's been doing this his whole career, but that's the, that's the moment. Yeah, but oh, yeah, know, I mean, let's go. Go, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Okay, I remember the controversy. This is way before. This goes back to two thousand three, two thousand four, when they're going to do the reboot of uh, Battlestar Galactica, and they're going to change the character of Starbuck from male to female. And man, you want to hear some arguments before Battlestar Galactica came out. You go back and dig up the the arguments over Starbuck. Oh my goodness. Oh my goodness. Richard Hatch so, flamed those fires a lot himself. Well, he really wanted to be a part of, and thank goodness they gave him a part. He, that Tom Zarek character was perfect for him in the reboot. But, yeah, because of the, uh, the friendship between Apollo and Starbuck in the original Battlestar Galactica, that all had to be worked out long before they ever got to production because changing her to female means you have to look at every single aspect of that character's ripples in the original, and then you must take very good care to change those ripples to make them believable to the audience, especially the older audience that loved the show. And they did it successfully. They did it successfully. Yeah, and Starbuck has has become the most beloved character of the reboot. Yep, definitely mine. Uh, Apollo is my favorite character in the the original. And I wasn't so much an Apollo fan in the reboot, but Starbuck? She, uh, I follow um, Fangirl because I just love her. I've watched everything she's ever done and uh, continue to wait for more of what she's going to do. I love her. She was the perfect actress to put in that role. And she went back and she did all her research. She watched the original. She watched who the Starbuck was. How, how Dirk Benedict um, portrayed Starbuck, and she brought certain aspects into her character. She was the perfect char- um, actress for that role. Whereas in the new 
Doctor Who reboot with I'm not reboot but gender bending. Well, I'm she's not quit. really sure that Jodie Whittaker is the best one to have tried to achieve that. Well, she quit. Yeah, well, she should. <laughs> she, you know, I love Doctor it Who. It came out the last couple of days, but yeah, she's quit the show. And so there will be this season with her, and then it's going to change again, which I think is a good thing because the chemistry is not there. Um, That's because she had shit writers and shit producers. Well, she worked well with um, Chibnall when on Broadchurch. Yeah, you can't that's, say that's that's not yeah. a good show. I mean, it's depressing as hell, but it's very good. He just can't. I mean, he's written some episodes of Doctor Who. Don't get me wrong; he's been involved in Doctor Who, but you know what? He's not a showrunner for Doctor Who. He can't be. He doesn't have it. It all comes, that's what most people don't realize. It all comes together. Uh, you got to have a great source material, great writer, right. great director, and they all got to have a vision to doing the best they can. Exactly. Do you think that um, they were telling this young actress, Sigourney Weaver, now listen, this was written every day on set. Listen, this was written for a man, but, you know, do it your own way. You know, do you think they said that every day? No. But when you're, when you're Katie Stackoff knowing that everyone in the world who loves science fiction has seen Dirk Benedict in that role, that's a totally different thing. Same with Jodie Whittaker. Um, everyone's seen Doctor Who as a as a male for uh, how many years? You know, 1963 they began, right? Yeah. So Sigourney had it easy. You know, when you think about it, Sigourney had it easy. Change, um, she didn't have to change anything. She just had to be herself in that role. Whereas Katie Stackoff and Jodie Whittaker had to, you know, take they had to be more than themselves they had to be more than just actresses they had an extra burden yeah the problem is that most try when they get a sci-fi or usually male written role you can tell because they don't change how they act like I've seen so many action films that suck because you see the Women women act too manly. Right. You know, um, there's another, there's a lot of recent, but there's another person on the reboot of Battlestar Galactica who, um, who gender was changed. And not only gender, but um, also nationality was changed like starbuck was still white white female white male but there was another character another pilot and his name was boomer i named a dog after him one time because i just thought he was just so cool and this puppy just reminded me of him so i named that puppy boomer so boomer is now in the reboot a female 
and not just the female. I mean, um, Grace Park had a had, had a huge um, role and burden to accomplish here because she not just came in and replaced him as uh, male to female. He's also African-American, the original actor, African-American. So now she is uh, Asian-American. So she's got this also ethnicity thing to deal with. Plus, she's also part of this new idea of what a Cylon is, which is the villain of the story. And she's that also. So she has all these these brand new storylines wrapped up into her also being a gender different from the original. Yeah. That was worked in the favor. Yeah. That was worked in the favor of the show. Uh, What was that Star Trek series where they made the big deal? We have the first black Enterprise captain. We have the first female black Enterprise captain. And it's like, no. You know, (laughs) where they kept doing that. And then, like, Michelle Richards was like, excuse me? (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And so... When we start looking at these things in their singular form, like the whole debate on Dune, if we look at it as a singular issue, um, we're looking at it in a very shallow way, very shallow. You know, this is a um, one I would like to bring up, and I don't know if you've ever watched this or not. Have you ever watched the reboot, uh, the TV series reboot of Lost in Space, where they changed Dr. Smith from male to female and even more slimy than the original Dr. Smith. I mean, she's a really hateful character. Yeah. I tried watching it. I even, well, I even liked the reboot movie and that's basically because Gary Oldman was just so good as the bad guy in it. Dr. Smith. Yes. Yes. And so then they take a really good actress and tell her, you're going to be Dr. Smith now. And she's thinking, I know that she's thinking, I'm, I'm getting into her head and I don't even know it, but I know she's thinking like, I have to follow um, uh, uh, the original. Then I have to follow Gary Oldman. And they were both very successful Dr. Smith. Now they're putting me in there, changing the gender and so, and so, can you imagine the the burden of doing something like? How am I going to do this? And I, I can just see successful. the snowgoers going like, "Do it more evil! Do it more sidney whiplash! Show that you yeah. can be more evil than a man!" What? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so, I mean, her character is really. I, you would never say in the original series, but then it was the 1960s also, that Dr. Smith was just evil. But in this reboot, whew, holy cow, what she did to her sister to get on the ship in the first place, whoa, evil. 
So is that what we like? Well, there's a reason why it didn't get a second season ordered. (laughs) No, no, no. It's got no. It's going into its last season. It has a third season coming out sometime late this year. Oh. But that's because there was a, a real strong demand to Netflix to finish the, the, the series. I don't think Netflix would ever do it again, but back in 2017, 18, there was a, yeah. a huge demand. But I think things are different now. Well, look at the Watchmen series. They not only changed uh, uh, Dr. Manhattan right. from white to black, if you get look at the end of it, they changed him from black male to black female, and it worked. It worked fine. That was something. But they started from the very beginning, episode one, the very beginning, and built it right into the story so that it was natural, completely Absolutely natural. And so yeah. we sort of... You've got to have it fit, you know. Right, right, right. And so the whole changing of gender, if they don't look at every aspect, all the ripples of what changing the character means then it's going to fail. And I think that's how they failed Doctor Who. And I, I, I just have a feeling that this part of Dune is going to fail. And I'm sorry, millennials. It's not boomers that are complaining about this. It's more my generation, Generation X, who hate any change to anything that they consider their sacred nostalgic grails. Such as Ghostbusters and Ocean's 8? Huh? <laughs> or uh, He-Man? They made Keela or... into a stronger character. I don't like that. Oh, yeah. That's just what has happened over the past two weeks? Yeah. Oh, my It's goodness. too politically correct. What? Oh, yeah. Um, I'm enjoying it. I love He-Man. I think it's done really well. <laughs> and it's like, people hate it? Why? Oh, Tila. Why? Why is that again? <laughs> because she's a strong female. <laughs> she was strong in the first place, but now she's she's the leader and they just can't take it. But what about Ghostbusters? You know, Ghostbusters did suffer from not such a great script. But before there was a script, before there was anything, before there was anything other than we're going to cast women in a Ghostbusters movie, people were insane. Insane. Yeah, but the problem is is that Paul Frigg has really come out and said, he changed Ghostbusters and the female as a fuck you to all the old fans. Well, see, that's wrong, too. So, wait, that goes back to what we were saying about being manipulated. 
people in such power manipulate and look what they did. It's the same with your favorite, the favorite one of yours from Star Wars with um, the, the girl Rose in the, was it the middle Star Wars movie? Yeah. Where everyone just beat up on her. It's a, I mean, she's not a recast or anything, but she was put in, and you, you know, she was put in there because she was female and Asian, and you know that. But people were so cruel, Un, oh, unbelievably cruel. And most fanboys who think they own a certain property or something are the most cruelest, evil, whiny little babies I've ever seen in my life. I would never have the balls to say, I own this. It's a movie. Yeah, I own a copy of it, a copy, but I, I don't own it. Right, right, right. And if you don't like it, then don't watch it. Yeah, that's always been my philosophy. If I don't like what they've done with it, I just go, click, I watch something I do like. Right. You know, another another, um, gender change that I did like was um, elementary, where they changed Dr. Watson. Lucy Liu um, took on that role. Yeah. And I liked it. I liked oh, it. Oh, that was they, a good series. Didn't yeah. have much, didn't have an ending, though. That's the problem I had with it is that it had too, too many endings to the series. Well, I think it's because they were actually really wanting to have another season. I think it boiled down to the fact that they really were trying to get another season. And it just didn't happen. But but, but still yeah. that's the that that role, yes, for tradition, Watson is uh has been was written as a male character. However, um Sherlock Holmes has been changed so many different times since the original that it is not a shock to see Sherlock Holmes as a female or Watson as a female. You know why so, none of the Sherlock Holmes fans or any of the Sherlock Holmes, well, his estate has complained about any of the changes? Mm-mm. Because Conan Doyle went on record in an interview. They're like, what do you think about the way they changed your character? When they gave him the pipe and the deerstalker hat for a play, he's like, I don't care. You can change it all you want. I just, you know, by then he was tired of writing Sherlock stories. I mean, if you remember, he killed him off. Right. But was forced to bring him back. Yep. We are not protesting that in Dune they changed Dr. Kine's 
male to female. We're not protesting the the fact of um, of necessarily changing a male character to a female character, but when you change the gender strictly for political correctness and political reasons or current um, ebbs and flows of culture, when the character necessarily in the story has to be a male or has to be a female. We got when a caller, Mickey. What? Hello? Hey, call in. Hello, caller? <laughs> hello? Hello? Uh, hello, this is uh, Brad, Bradley Whitford, uh, first-time caller, last-time listener. Oh, Lord. <laughs> Hey, Nate. <laughs> uh, hey, I just wanted Brad. to know, uh, what, 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 when you're talking about, uh, 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 you know, this gender swap and uh, the way that we re, uh, reevaluate culture, I wanted to know, uh, do you believe that breakfast pizza still counts as pizza? Uh, is a hot dog a sandwich? Canine was the best character on uh, Doctor <laughs> Who, and Tom Baker was the best Doctor Who. Steven, I told you you were going to enjoy Gunpowder Milkshake and Bring Back Firefly. Nathan Fillion is my celebrity crush. I'll they hang up and let you respond. No, Nate, they're already going to bring no. back. Uh, they, uh, he just laughed. He's just calling me and silly. But, yeah, so what's sad is, is that they've already announced they're doing a reboot of Firefly. But they're going to be changing the gender in some of the roles of the characters. Oh, that just kills me. You know, they'll probably change Jane because Jane's name is Jane. They'll probably change Jane into a female. Yes, yes. (laughs) Why? Why change any of those genders at all? You can't. That's just ridiculous. You know who they'll change? They'll change... um, What's her name? The um, the high paid um, uh, lady of the night. <laughs> Excuse yeah. me, man of the night. <laughs> I, I mean, I never understand it when someone takes a property that's been done before and just decides. Well, I seen that someone did something good with it, so I'm just going to screw with it. Period. Right. Right. Because we've you seen it done your... right, like uh, the Blob remake. Yes. They changed, the heroine. they changed the role of the heroine in that one into a badass pro-action girl, and it worked. Yeah, I agree. Totally agree. You know, that's like, I'm a fan of Legion. Legion, the television show that um, Holly did, um, I love that show. I just rewatched it, and I couldn't get it out of my head, so I'm going to have to watch it again because I love it so much. And the character Lenny was written as a male at first. But then they changed it. They they did a lot of talking about it, and they changed it to female. And Audrey Plaza is, is like, amazing in that role. No, 
the whole show would be different if she wasn't playing Lenny in the role. And so that was an organic change, changing the script some a little bit, not a lot. She didn't want it to be changed a lot. And um, going with it with a great actress. Oh, my gosh. That's perfect. Yeah, that's why we can complain because we've actually seen it done right. (laughs) Yes. Yeah. But when it's done wrong, you get – you know what's wrong with Doctor Who? Right now, I don't think I like the companions. People say, oh, they're cardboard, they're two-dimensional, blah, blah, blah. I like the new companions. It's that they tried too hard with Jodie Whittaker. She herself felt the burden of it, and she tried too hard, especially the, the first season and especially the first four episodes. It, they're so hard to watch. Because you can actually see the actress trying too hard. Should I do a David Tennant? Should I do a Chris Eccleston? What, you know, she's just trying to do, should I do Tom Baker here? You know, it. she's but just trying too I hard. I say it was them, not her. Because that was one of the reasons why Doctor Who was so good in its prime is that every one of them dressed. Look, acted different. Right. No, that's what I'm saying. She tried, you know, it was probably the direction because she's a fine actress. There's, I'm not trying to say she's not a good actress because she is. I think it was the direction. The, first, the scripts were not very good. The stories were not very Doctor Who type stories. I didn't like them. But the direction, I think, I'm sure he's, Somebody said to her, oh, do a little David Tennant here. Oh, do a little Chris Eccleston here. Um, you know, I think they were trying, oh, you know what would be good? You know how Tom Baker did this? That's what I think they were doing to her. It just it just looks that way. And that's and just sad. They've already established in earlier seasons that each doctor doesn't remember his prior existence. So. Yeah. Yeah. Because they have to, they have to come back to it. But still, here's the thing. Sometimes it's going to work and sometimes it's not going to work. And you have to have a real feeling for the character even try to make it work. I think they changed Dr. Smith because it was politically correct. Because they yeah. have established really good characters. Now they switched the the, um, the occupations of the, the mother and father. The mother was the genius engineer and the father, he was just a, a, a he was he's like a navy seal but not quite that smart. He was and so a pilot. Kind of, yeah. So and change oh no, the pilot. They changed um the character Don, not his gender or anything, but they changed him to where he wasn't with the crew in the first place. They they made the story into how he becomes part of the Lost in Space crew. And so 
they did some of these changes that were really good, but they tried too hard to make Dr. Smith female evil, and that's where it failed the most. Excuse me. You can t- oh, and Nate, um, a yeah. hot dog is it is a sandwich, but don't tell anybody, okay? Just that's how old the originally sold as. On the down low, man. <laughs> but really, I mean, I have seen so many things where people who aren't evil and try too hard at being evil in movies and it doesn't work. Right. There's, a, You know that whole gender parody thing? People throw that around. Uh, you don't want equality. You don't want parity. You know, it's been a man's world for so long. Why can't a woman be Doctor Who? Well, a, a woman can be Doctor Who because within the whole Jodie Whittaker realm, there was a future or past, we don't know, Doctor Who that came in and talked to her, and she was a black female, and she was so believable as the character the people were calling for her to become the character. So you got to know what you're doing from the very beginning. Yeah, you got to have the right actor in the right role. Well, we've already got blood on our hands because of it. You remember the Deadpool 2 incident, don't you? Tell, Tell the story. Well, there was this dangerous stunt on set, and Zazie Bates, who played Domino, that's another race that was worked. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. they said, well, we got to have a black female as to do the stunt. Yeah, but we got experienced males who can do this, and no one will know. We can replace them with CGI. No, it must be a black female because the actress is a black female and she had never done said stunt before and she ended up getting killed because of it I don't I don't know what to say her family must be really upset yeah they were but yeah when you take it so far as in is it there's a way to make things fit. Like, no one cared that right. Amadala was Mexican. Right. 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 And, you know, here's another one, which they're not going to do, which really... Uh, James Bond. Think about this. Now, they don't want to change James Bond to a female, which I'm I'm really flabbergasted that they don't. But... James Bond as a white male or James Bond as a black male? Idris Elba would have been the best oh God, yeah. James Bond. And what? There's a million out there who are, there's, that's a controversy? Have you ever heard him speak? He speaks just like James Bond. He if you want like James to see Bond. why he Idris Elba like is perfect, go watch Luther. It's on yeah. a streaming channel. I forget. I think it's Netflix, but go watch him in Luther. He's good. 
Right. In fact, I think you can see Luther on a couple of the streaming services. I think now you can actually see it on Prime. I'm not certain on that. But I saw it pop up, I think, on Prime. So Netflix or Prime. But anyway, what in the world is is wrong with that? Nothing. There's nothing. nothing. You're not going to change the character at all. Not even the ripples of the character are you going to change. And yet the controversy looms. I mean, it's already been pretty much established without saying that James Bond is a code name, not yeah, the guy's exactly. name. Exactly. 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 Which why would I agree. explain we got so many different Bonds throughout the years? And, of course, don't you think that that would... That that right there, that it could be a male or female. Yes, of course. And so there's not a real huge change in that. Certainly, the the novels of James Bond are written in that sort of misogynist way. Women are all, are like the 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 Caesar salad. Of the story, you know, maybe the dessert of the story. So yeah, there's that. But you could also are you trying to it up. tell me that a woman named Pussy Galore <laughs> is not is a sexist name? Heck, in the novel of Goldfinger, she was a hardcore lesbian who James Bond. Converted. <laughs> yeah. That's why I like Goldeneye so much. The woman was tougher than Bond in that. Yeah, that's very true. There was um, some feminism popping out in James Bond when uh, the movement really started taking hold. Yeah, the Pierce and, Bosnian films, the first two of his to be exact. But how are you going to have Michelle Yeoh in a movie and not have her just whoop everybody's <laughs> ass in the movie? <laughs> right. That's right. And, you know, when you start changing up characters and their genders and everything, you do a disservice to the women of the past, the strong women of the past who kicked butt and and you're saying that it never happened, and that's why we need gender parity now, then you're not looking back into the past at all to see the the steps that women actually did make. Yeah, look at us uh, boys in the 70s and 80s. Who's we drooling over? Tough, tough women. <laughs> right. Pam right. Weir, who would kill your ass rather than look at you. Uh, <laughs> I mean, just... You know, all of the tough women that were right. naturally tough, but still women. Right, right, right. Because you can't get past the fact of male or female. So why not build the character strong? Because we all have our strong points and our weak points and, and build it that way. Okay, that's uh, like Wonder Woman. I'm talking about the TV series. 
Don't ever tell me that um, uh, Linda, what's her name? She, don't tell me that she was a weak woman character because she wasn't. If, if you want to get into a weak woman, Wonder Woman, you got to go back to the Kathy Lee Crosby Wonder Woman TV movie, <laughs> which everyone pretty much forgets for a reason. Reason. Yeah, so, you know, this whole idea of what's been going on the past, what, because we had too much time on our hands during COVID, and so now it's this huge thing about, oh, no, that's a patriarchal blah, blah, blah. It needs to be flipped into a female blah, blah, blah. You know, um, I cannot see, oh, I know which one was really getting me, and I, I was just, about to barf all over it, and that was changing Thor to a female. Thor. They've Thor, done that the in God the comics. Of Thunder. I know. They've done that in the comics, but it works. Yes. Telling you, I don't want to see it in film. I don't. It's going. I don't know. I give Takawati Healy the benefit of the doubt because pretty well, much everything he's put out is been gold. You know, you're right, because I just, I watched that film like three weeks ago, his little Australian film about this little lost boy. He's not lost as far as being lost from his family. He's just, he lost his family. They died. And then he was a fostering from here to there to everywhere. And he gets hooked up with Sam Neill. And it is the most wonderful film you could ever want to sit down and watch it's just wonderful yeah so yeah he does he is gold he and gold jojo rabbit is good uh yeah that's what good. we do I'm in the dark don't you don't you find that jojo rabbit the ending was kind of kind of lackluster well that was the same ending know. as the book oh see i never read the book i didn't yeah. read the book didn't read the source material. So, Dune, you might like Dune if you haven't wa- read the source material. <laughs> what worries me about Dune, as we talked before, is that all the words is the end stop of it, which means we're barely going to get a story. <laughs> right. 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 I'm, uh, well, I'm just concerned over the whole thing. Concerned over the whole thing. I was so concerned about the casting that I sought out Timothy Chalmo, whatever his name is. I, I don't speak his name enough, who, who they cast as Paul. I was so worried that he wouldn't be able to pull off Paul Atreides that I, I sought out a couple of his films. And after I watched him, I realized that he is a good actor. He has his acting chops for being such a young man. I think he's 24. Yeah. And, um, yeah, so I'm not so worried about that. But but Chani, who they cast Chani, I'm a little concerned over that. (laughs) She looks the part, but really I don't know if she can act or not. I don't know either, and if it ends the way that all the spoilers are saying, we won't know. 
because we never get to Johnny. <laughs> right. It it stops right before Johnny's entrance. So I hope not. Three I hope hours that's not on real. that short a part of the book. <sighs> Talk about padding. Yeah. Well, you know, with the the cast they have, I'm sure everybody wants their big chunk of meat, right? Everybody wants their moment. You're not Jason Momoa, who who is Aquaman for sure now, right? Everyone knows. You're not Jason Momoa, and you're going to give him five minutes on the film. People are not going to like that. The audience isn't. I mean, Jason Momoa is the greatest human being. He um, he does short films. He does um, low-budget films. He does TV. He does um, episodic serials. He does Aquaman. He does everything. He is just the greatest. And I will and so, say but, this. I like. What did you like better first, uh, the Wonder Woman of Wonder Woman 1984 or the Wonder Woman of Zack Snyder's Justice League? Um, I didn't like 1984. I And you know what? I'm in love with Chris Pine. I don't dream about people much. Have I have scary dreams and stuff, but. Chris Pine shows up in my dreams, so I must be totally in love with him. So I was really looking forward to 1984, Wonder Woman, and I was so disappointed. I was so disappointed. But you know who really made that movie terrible for me was Kristen Wiig. She just, her whole villain thing just wasn't believable, and I got well, the last third of the movie. Well, yeah, her end arc was You need terrible. to take your wish back. I do? Yes. Okay. Poof. No, I didn't like her as a, as the villain. I just didn't believe any of it. Not only did I not believe it, but she's just a terrible villain. I, I, maybe I've seen too many comedies with her in it. I don't know. It was just the whole movie was a disaster. I didn't like that Chris Pine came back in somebody else's body and he took over that person's life. I know that Who was creepy that? as hell. That was creepy That's as hell. Effed <laughs> up. That's but what I mean writing. is that if you watch Wonder Woman nineteen eighty four, she's all friendly and winky, you know. Yeah. Yeah. And then you watch like I know uh, more than Zack you. Snyder's Justice League. She's just a badass in it. Yeah. No, I agree. She she has her soft side where she's um, helping. Is it what's his name? Black Lightning, not Black Lightning. What's his what's uh, his superhero name? Cyborg. Cyborg. That's it. I don't know why I keep always wanting to call him Black Lightning. I just associate lightning with him. So anyway, Cyborg. You know, he's trying to find out his himself, and she helps him. And I thought that was a good side story. But, yeah, even though it was really super long and it didn't – I thought it had too much Batman in it because I'm not a fan of of this Batman. Not at all. Yeah. um, I certainly like this Superman. Yes, always. 
forever. But I do love how Wonder Woman just whooped ass at the end of it. She, yeah, they made sure to underline that she was the second toughest DC superhero, which she is next to Superman. That's how you do it. Right. Nobody's more. This is, you know, this is what I didn't like at all and what I don't like about talk over the past seven years. Okay, first off, we have to have Godzilla and um, King Kong fight. They're my favorites. I don't want to see them fight. I want to see them fight the bad guy. Okay? They did. Batman and Super... Yeah, they did. And I was pleasantly surprised by that film. Pleasantly, because I went into it reluctantly. Now, I don't want to see Batman versus Superman because everyone knows that Superman could squash Batman. If he wanted to, he could kill him in five seconds, period. But, oh, no, we have to have Batman saying bad things about Superman and talking him down and then Superman dies? What? Because Batman? Yeah, they had to okay. rush to the whole doomsday scene. That so, could have been a whole mo- are, That's a whole movie in itself. Itself. And so these are the kind of things that I don't like. When you start messing with, I know fanboys are fanboys and everybody wants to please them because they will spend the money. Um. But then my money on watching my favorite superhero get killed in a stupid way. In a stupid way. I'm not going to watch my favorite superhero get changed into another gender. I'm not. And so... Unless there's a reason for it. That's always got to be the way. They've got to be a logical reason for it and you can't do it just to satisfy culture the politically correct audience right because you know what what's politically correct today is going to change in three years i can guarantee that i've lived long enough to know that yeah it's a rubber band effect it's going to the backlash always happens you can only stretch the rubber band so far it snaps right right and so you know i'm all for taking tropes and flipping them upside down i'm all for twisting and turning Uh, one of my favorite new um series is the umbrella academy they take the whole idea of the um, superhero and turn it upside down. And they don't have the happy family of orphans turning into superheroes. They have the most dysfunctional family for the most dysfunctional reasons finally fall in love with each each other as brother and sister, right? Um, There's nothing wrong with that. It's very good. I'd rather have that than the forced romance they tried to do in a lot of movies, TV, sci-fi, you know. Oh, yeah. Forced romance is the worst. Is the worst. If you don't want me to spend my money on your film, then put some forced romance in there. Because Uh, I will not watch it. 
That's the worst. In my my estimation, that's the worst I could like that horrible, horrible movie called Passengers. Oh my uh. god. The worst movie ever. With the most beautiful CGI ever. <laughs> There's some scenes in that with CGI that are just so beautiful. And yet, the movie is crap. Also, don't force Chris Pratt to be a leading man who doesn't make jokes. He doesn't fit that. That's another thing right there. Um, his newest film, um, the, the Tomorrow War, you can see where he wants to crack jokes. You can actually see it on his face because this would be a good joke right here. And he is playing the straight hero, just totally straight hero. And it doesn't work at all. It doesn't. So stop trying to put people into these categories that they don't belong. I think that goes yeah. right with changing gender. And speaking of changing gender, Arnold Schwarzenegger would never star in a series where he gets his ass kicked by a woman and his whole squad for basically the whole movie, would he? Well, I recall him getting his ass kicked at the beginning of a movie one time. You know, by predator. a Remember, the Predator. Remember, the Predator Yeah, the female Predators of the Predator species are the bigger oh. and stronger ones. Oh, the smaller okay. ones, All like right. in Predator 2, are the males. Males. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah. Well, also, when Total Recall, um, um, dang it, I can see her face. I can't think of her name. Sharon Total Stone Recall, just stone food the hell yeah, out of him. He, she just beats the crap out of him. <laughs> I think it's so great. It's something you don't expect, and that's the twist, and that makes it interesting, people. Yeah. Tell Sharon Stone she wasn't a badass strong woman in that movie. And what's that, an 80s movie? Total Recall? Yeah, I think, 80s, 80s I think 80s. Yeah, 80s. Yeah. 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 Well, look so, at Paul Verhoeven. I mean, look at, this is going back in the 90s, but going to sci-fi, uh, Starship Troopers. Right. You got your you've got plenty of strong female characters in that. Yeah, and they showered together and there wasn't nothing dirty about it. Nope. Nothing. Nothing sexual. Nothing at all. Oh. And so yeah. These are things that the culture of today not just has forgotten, but won't even look back on and and give credit to. It's like they're looking for something to offend them. Yes. And so, you know, I don't know. I, I'm hoping that some of these new gender-swapped characters are going to work. But not all of them have. 
and that should be a lesson. Yeah. I Have you heard about skulls, Vicky? No, uh-uh. It's a movie about the predator's very first hunt on Earth. Oh, I didn't know that's what it was called. I have heard of this, yes. Yeah. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't know what that that's yeah, what they that's called the it. Yeah, that's the title now, Skulls. No, I'm looking forward to that. There's also an alien movie that's going No, it's by Noah Hawley. It's um which he did Legend, so I love him no matter what. Um an alien series, I think for Prime maybe. Can't remember. Disney. Um, Disney owns Fox. Is it that Disney? means they own Aliens and Predator. Okay. Then it's going to be on Disney. This is going to be pretty harsh, though, for Disney. That's my fear. Disney owns Alien. Oh, my God. But he's doing a series, a TV streaming series. I mean, this is going to be adult content because it's Alien. <laughs> Don't let the little ones watch. Well, you remember they already tried it once with Alien versus Predator PG-13. Right, right. Yeah, but um, Requiem starts out with a child being killed. <laughs> yeah. By an alien. Is that the one that we can't see? And it has all the pregnant women and everything. Oh, yeah. God. That's a mess. That movie's a mess. I mean, there's a good story under all that mess but it's not worth watching because the good story hasn't been developed yet. <laughs> well, and plus it's so dark you can't see crap. That last, the ending where the predator slash alien hybrid Red alien, is yeah. there. Yeah, you just want to see it and you can't see it. I've seen so pictures in the set. It's gorgeous. Yes, 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 yes. But not in the film. It's a terrible movie. But, you know, there that's another thing about, um, like, let's just look at James Cameron. James Cameron has always had uh, strong female characters. He had his, he had an extremely strong female character in Aliens with its um, uh, Marines. Two. And then there well, was also the pilot. Women. Three strong female yes. characters. Uh, and then there's... Well, four. Pilot, uh, Vasquez, Ripley, yes. and... And the little girl. Newt. Yeah, Newt hid yes. from them aliens for maybe about a month, and they didn't find her. That takes yep. some work. As many aliens yep. as they were. Well, and, and the so alien queen, the... too. Remember, the alien and, queen and, don't and, mess with Ripley until she kills his kids. Right. Right. And so that is a, a female versus female film. Please don't tell me that we don't have strong females before 2018. We do. Yeah. It's just you don't want to recognize that fact. You want to bitch and complain and and change male characters to female characters and say now we're recognizing female pow- empowerment. No, why don't you come up with your own story, with your own way of 
empowering females in horror, in sci-fi, in all genres, and, and bring out a new story. Stop messing with established stories. And keep them female. I don't want to have to think of why, by way of females acting. I wonder if she's scratching her balls when she sticks her hand under the frame <laughs> of the film. You know, I want to. You know, um, you know where they're acting. Yeah. Oh, and going back, if you don't think that a female James Bond works, watch. Uh, What's that one, Suicide Blonde? Yeah, Suicide Blonde. Mm-hmm. That's right. Okay, you know, um, I'm a huge video game player. I play um, video games a lot. And I was yeah. thinking about this, that um, uh, my favorite video game when that got me hooked, actually – on on um, shooter games was Metroid. Before Metroid, I did a lot of Mario, and I did a I did a lot of games, um, uh, uh, Zelda, all of them, right? But I really started getting into the shooter games with Metroid, and at first it was a scroll game, like they all were. And um, after Metroid go, or Samus goes through the whole game and kills off the, the bosses and then finally kills off the mama Metroid, which the the boss, the final boss in Metroid is a yeah, mama, mama uh, Metroid. Yeah. Okay, so after that, you go up this elevator to the spaceship. But before Samus gets to the spaceship, Samus takes off the space helmet, and it's revealed right there that Samus is female. And people nearly crap their pants. In fact, I'm sure a lot of people did crap their pants when that was revealed. And although she wasn't the first gender-bending, first-person shooter-type game hero, she really did break a a ceiling there. And so... um, uh, and Samus did not wear the sexy bikini to get any of this done. And so we had Metroid, we had Metroid Prime, we had all, until was what, the 90s, the late 90s, the early 20s, when they needed to re-image Metroid. Then they put her into, she's always been a blonde, Samus was always a blonde from the very beginning, but then they had to give her pigtails. And a sexy. Oh, another M. That one, another M where they turned her into a pouty little girl instead of warrior queen. That's when I stopped playing Metroid. I didn't buy the games. I I didn't buy any of the literature, any of the magazines, nothing. It was a crap game, period. Yeah, that's what I heard. But, yeah, I would never – that was a breakthrough character, ladies. Um, well, and who was and, more popular, Miss or Mr. Pac-Man in the arcade? think that Miss Pac-Man was more popular because yeah, Miss there was Pac-Man. more to do. Yeah. 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 
Miss Pac-Man. So we was like, you know, yeah. Yeah, so, you know, um, and then also way back, um, PlayStation 1, I've always bought, I always bought PlayStations for my um, boys when they were little. Yes, I'm a video game mom before they were born. Okay, so anyway, um, what about uh, Laura Cross? I mean, yes, she was kind of dressed a little sexy and everything, but she was out there getting the, she was um, Indiana Jones, only female, for video games. Okay, and then they changed her, too. They gave her a T-shirt instead of a a tight button shirt. But still, they changed her into an unsuccessful character. You don't change Angelina Jolie was wrong for that role. Oh, in the film? Yeah. yeah. I'm I'm talking about the, the actual video game. They changed yeah, her. Yeah. And overly, they cut off all her hair. They made her look yeah. totally different. They oversexualized her. And they, they that crashed the game. So what I'm saying is that... Um, when you start messing with established characters, you are messing up the original att- intent of that character. Samus was, yes, a female. It was a great surprise at the end, but but she always wore a space suit and this really cool spacesuit with all these weapons, right? That's who she was. But when you tried to sexualize her, then she became a joke and the games didn't work. Yeah. Well, let's look at your one of your favorite role playing series. I don't know if it is after Andromeda. I heard that was oh, a total yeah. luster. No, that was it was. It was terrible. But Mass like Effect it. the <laughs> there was that was a game where you could just change your gender. And right. you know, not just change your gender, but you could um, uh, romance almost any other character. And it doesn't matter what gender you are. You can romance alien characters. You can romance your same gender. You can romance the opposite gender. That game is revolutionary. And, yes, I did buy the remastered for PS4 just last May because I love that game. And my shepherd is female, always female, and I always, um, and I'm totally straight in real life, but in my shepherd mode, I romance the alien female uh, Asari. So, and that's the blue. So you go full Captain Kirk. (laughs) (laughs) And so, yes, um, Mass Effect. The people behind Mass Effect, the ones who wrote the story, were brilliant. Brilliant. And so, yeah, in many ways, there have been video games that are doing what people want, that have been doing it for a decade or more, that people want to do now, don't think happened in the past. Yeah, Conan always had Red Sonja. Heck, if you yep. really look at the Conan series, there always were strong 
female characters in it. The first Conan movie? Think about it. I can't remember her name. But she was my favorite character. Yeah, and Valeria was her me. character's yeah. name. Yeah. Shout out Bergman. There you go. She was in so many movies, and she's the strong character in the movies she's in. Yeah. Please, 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 before you change a character's gender, please remember what has already been done in the past and why you you can even think about changing a gender today and then write your own new character. Okay? Yeah, that's, that's the thing. Starbucks was a gender swap, but it was a completely different character than the original. Yeah. Yes, exactly. Because they made it that she was ha- she had a romance with Apollo's younger brother who was in the original and she passed him on his pilot's license and he he um didn't pass and he made a mistake and was killed and that's why he died in the reboot. And so that, that made a lot of character building. So now she's a different character than the character in the original. That's how you do it. Yeah. And yes, I do agree. I've finally watched the whole thing. Battlestar Galacta is a great series if you cut off the last 13 minutes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I have to agree with that. It's a really great series. I I'm just not really happy with the last episode or maybe the last two episodes. Just not not thrilled about those, but you know, they are what they are. And if you really go back to the original series, that was a mean-spirited series. The original. <laughs> yes. Well, um, Glenn Larson is, uh, you know, he produced a lot of series that had some rough stuff in it. Yeah. So, and then also in that, in, in the female characters <laughs> in that original were always trying to bust out of their traditional female roles and towards the end of the series because there's like 24 episodes the the women they recognize the fact that they need more pilots so they allow the women to try out for for you know piloting and so at the end of the series the women are gaining on being just you know regular people and gaining into all the different jobs there are if you're going to rebuild the human race. Yeah. And, uh, I mean, I'll see many times where they just try to switch it either to be politically correct or do that, but they don't, like you said, they don't change anything about the character. So... If someone was a male, you know, like uh, when Starbuck was introduced, they had her playing cards and smoking a cigar. 
that was a right. nod to the original. But then they say, okay, we're going to change everything from now. Yeah, but she did. She still, she smoked cigars and she was a heavy drinker throughout the whole series. She just gained more character. And if you're going to look for a bad sci-fi uh, Battlestar Galactica series, stay away from Battlestar Galactica 1980. <laughs> oh, God. Oh, I, that turned out to be horrible. But you know you know why they did it, right? They wanted them to come to Earth and stop doing all the really expensive um, space stuff. <laughs> so they wanted it to be on Earth. And so that's and they just had the lamest stories ever. Well the original intent was to make it like Heineken's Chariot of the Gods. Right. Well, and and I love that. And I wish they would have had just a little bit more of that, that Egyptian motif in the reboot. Yeah, but you understand what I mean? They was going to have them land on Earth and it be primitive Earth and then teach the, you know. Right, right. Landon on Earth said, okay, all this technology which could help the people and help us, we're going to destroy it for no other reason than these people are primitive. Right. Right. And I don't know. It just didn't work. There's just so much that just didn't work. Yeah, I I haven't watched that in a very long time. Yes, we have seen change before, and change can be good. But don't do change for change's sake. Do it for dramatic or story-based reasons. Exactly. I agree. I swear to you, if that um, screenplay would have been better, Ghostbusters would have worked. If you would have made those those women, if they did, one fight of them, the fans. Yeah, if they would have just made one of those women um, part of the family of one of the others, you know, if they would have taken the well, that's what they're doing the, with uh, Ghostbusters Afterlife. Yeah, see, that's gonna work. It's going to work, I bet you. Yeah, because it's I Egon's betcha. grandchildren and daughter who are the right. new characters. Yes. Now, if they would have done that with the one, instead of just wiping out, just saying, okay, we're going to take Ghostbusters and we're going to completely re-image each character as female starting from scratch. Nothing about the old one except the name. Right? That's stupid. Yeah. No one's going to like that. And it did turn out to be stupid. And Chris Hemsworth, making him at the height of Thor, making him the stupid, pretty male, was just politically wrong. It was Actually, wrong no, because that. it worked in uh, Thor uh, Ragnarok. Oh, no, not my hair, not my hair. 
Right. But you know what? Uh, isn't that just a parody? Because in it was mean spirited in Ghostbusters. Uh, yeah, 19, 2016. It was mean I mean, if if Janine's character in the first movie would have been a bimbo, then they would have been good, right, in portraying him as a himbo. But no, she wasn't. Right, right. She ran things for them while they were off killing the ghosts, and so. That's, yes. And she even came up with a couple of ideas in the original, right? She came up, and yeah. then they fell in love. But they, she came up with a couple of ideas for them, and they're like, yeah. So why why do a reboot that's mean-spirited, um, giving you the middle finger at every chance they could, making jokes? Um, at the expense of men. I mean, aren't you trying and to get using away from that? angry black woman, angry black cliche. Right, right. What's the joke? The whole she's thing. black and she's angry. <laughs> yep. It just was, yeah. And so that was a giant failure. Big failure right there. <laughs> And I was so hoping that that would be good. But, you know, the hit and miss. And why yeah. did they have to make an Ocean's 8 all-female cast? Why couldn't they just come up with a brand-new story idea and cast all those women? Why not? Why not why do, have to- do an Ocean's 8 and cast the women but make it a good script? <laughs> No, oh, really, a, a female heist I, film, I have seen some right. good ones in the past, right. you know. Oh, what's that one? It's not all females, but um, um, Charlize Theron is the lead, and it's, they drive those little Mini Coopers, and what is oh, that? Oh, the is Italian a, job. A yeah, the Italian job is a remake, and they put her in as the lead character. Now, that worked. That worked really well. Okay, so it can be done. I'm hoping that Dune will turn out okay. I'll say it will. I just want to, yeah, I hope so. But, But you out there with your creative minds, why don't you guys write some new stuff? with some great characters and give us some new stories instead of always rewriting the old stories. Don't be lazy. Be creative. Yeah. It isn't the story that you tell. It's how that you tell them. That's right. That's absolutely right. Story is important. Yeah. And changing females to males and females, that's sort of like playing with your action figures when you were kids. That's really (laughs) how it plays in most of the movies and stuff, doesn't it? Yes, yes, yes. Be a little more mature than that, okay? (laughs) 
Yes. Sometimes you just, you know what I really hate is when they put women into military positions in, uh, in movies and they have the women doing exactly what the men are doing. Exactly. The same thing. Climbing up. Oh, a woman with 40 pounds on her back. She climbs that hill faster than a man. That's just bullshit. Because there's only a couple of yeah, Amazons Jane, out there that you, can do that. Yeah. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, I do. That's the movie where Demi Moore tells Beagle Morrison to suck her dick. Yep. Oh, that's a great line, too. That's a great line. Uh, oh, it's dim, you know, it's another one if they would have cast someone better, you know, it would have been a better movie. Right. Well, I don't know. I kind of like that movie. I think there's many ways that it's it's a good movie. It's an okay movie. But that's what I like best about that one Suicide Blonde. They show her at the first after all this action she did in the movie, and she actually looks like she's been in a fight. She's all she has, bruised like up and screwed bruises. up. Yes, yes. She doesn't walk out in high heels and a slick dress. You know, she's beat up, and she feels it. Yeah, yeah. that's how you do why it right. Can't, yeah. Why can't they do that? I've always hated that about action films and stuff, you know. Oh, God, you know. But right. Thank you for being on, and that was episode 599. That means the next episode, <laughs> which is Wednesday, is episode 600. And I've got plans ready for that. I would hate to see how many episodes you've done of this. I would say you've done maybe 150 or close to 100 episodes of Vicky Loves Sci-Fi. Yeah, probably, because it's been More five than that. years. Yeah. Six years? More than, yeah. Six years. Yeah, six years. Lord, so, and then know. you've been going, yeah, because I just remember I was doing, I started doing shows in 2015. Well, we were only like 10 or 12 shows in when you came in. Yeah, so, wow, I'm an oldster. <laughs> yeah. And Vicky is making a movie, and I can't wait to see it. Yeah, it's going to be a couple years probably. I'm still looking for sets. Thanks to COVID-19 and everything that's happening, some of the sets the where the scenes are, um, we lost those. And I'm fumbling around trying to find, because we have our actors. Our actors are ready and willing to do things now. And we don't have our sets anymore, so I'm, I don't know. I don't know. But we're, we're moving on. We've been filming for three weeks straight now. It's been hard, but fun. The best yeah. thing ever. Well, I wish we had like, money. Uh, yeah. <laughs> hey, I'll do. Well, it's yeah. like the song says, if you, you know, love the one you're with. You know, if you can't yeah. be with the one, you know, that's what you got to do with a movie. It's not what you film. It's what you can salvage. 
Right, right, right. And boy, but I'm saying this has been a, it's the beginning of a new journey, getting us to this point and now moving to the next step is, um, it's all a journey. It's all been worthwhile. It's hard, but it's also fun. And I love the people that I have working with me and, um, the people I meet every day, except for those golfers. Yesterday, there was two golfers that were hitting golf balls at us, and we had to do some strong arm with them. But um, other than that, everybody Did has been so kind and they end up pooping golf wonderful. balls? Yeah, I have one of them as a souvenir. Um, yeah, they um, they were hitting their golf I said balls at us. I said pooping. pooping I is in. Did you? Yeah. Come here. I'll show you what them. you can do with your golf balls. If I could have got to them as as fast as I wanted to, um, I might not even be talking to you right now. I might be somewhere yeah. else. There's bars Well, they or probably thought, well, if we hit golf balls at them, they'll pay us off so they can get their movies because that's what movies do nowadays. I guess. I don't know. That, it was just a weird thing. Um Golf balls can hurt you and maim you and break equipment, expensive equipment that we have. And well, if you're filming like a the, dramatic scene, you don't want golf balls flying through. I know. And we were in dramatic, and they're like, but see, we thought we had we had guests on set yesterday, and uh, we're also filming at a lake where there are fish, and these fish jump. And so we hear these plopping, plopping, plopping. And and so we, because we were intent on the scene, we thought there was fish. And the people that were on set with us, they're like, hey, you guys, those aren't fish. Those guys are are hitting golf bottles at you. And it's like, what? (laughs) Yeah, kind of the funniest stuff ever. But anyway, that's one of the funny stories. Uh, so uh, yeah. I'll do an update on on everything soon with you, okay? <laughs> and I don't usually promote this guy because he's a scumbag, but he's doing a ser. Wait, let me finish. He's doing a series with Vicky where it's basically going to be her filmmaking diaries. So go over to yeah, the exploitation conflagration to hear the first of those diaries. And if it's right, she's going to be doing updates every six weeks. Well, I don't know if he's trying to, to, you know, exploit me. And, you know, I'm not going to let that happen. Yeah. (laughs) So we'll see how many times I go back. (laughs) But, um, yeah, yeah, um, I did do one show over there on that other podcast about the things that we go through when we're trying to film a film with no budget. <laughs> Very hard. Especially to be the I one If the I bill. know that you were making a no budget movie, I would have got you a copy of uh, Make Your Own Damn Movie by Lloyd Kaufman, but that probably would have scared you from making a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, I don't want to be scared from it. I'm in the thick of it now. Yeah. And with that, we'll see you on Wednesday for the 600th. And thank you for all of the shows.
Oh, and you are welcome. And Wednesday, remind me, okay? Send me a text. Okay. Okay, good night, everyone. Good night, everybody. Uh, I got to love being non-prepared. Come on, get down there. <laughs> Usually, I have the song ready. I know. I know. <laughs> Usually, I listen to the song a little bit, and then I'm off. <laughs> okay. And with that... Good night, sweetheart. Where's time to go? Good night, sweetheart. Where's time to go? I hate to leave you, but I really must say, oh, good night, sweetheart. Good night. Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go home? Good night, sweetheart. Where is time to go